0: Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Wonder why tasters swirl the wine to release its powerful aromas. The smell of grandma's cooking on Thanksgiving and the aromas of a great Zinfandel? Sublime. Heating up in the kitchen, preparing for the big meal? Cool down with a chilled glass of bubbly before the party arrives. No time to shop? Good thing I know where to find the perfect bottle in a pinch. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Total Wine & More. Cheers. Welcome in to the Fandom Vibe, presented by Nerd Talkalips Podcast. This is your number one source for news from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. What's up everybody and welcome to this episode of the Fandom Vibe. This is episode three and today's date is June 17th, 2018. I do realize that it has been a few days, like probably nine days or so since my last episode, that's because I was expecting to have an episode of Nerdocalypse to come out this week, which we were going to cover news on, and then I was going to do a second Phantom Vibe episode, um, alongside it. But that never happened, so you know we're experiencing some delays. But whatever, I I digress. I have a few announcements that I want to go over. First things first is today is Father's Day, so happy Father's Day from me, who is a father, from Lane, who is also a father. To everybody on our network, Robert, I think it's just Robert, who's a father, and to all of the nerdy, geeky dads, and all the dads out there in general. Um, It's a warm, warm feeling being a father, being a parent, being part of a family, it's great. Okay, second, I would like to announce, officially, that we have become a network. The Nerd Talkalypse Podcast Network. Nerd Talkalypse Podcast as you know it is now just nerd talk this show the fandom vibe and bridging the geekdoms with robert slavinsky and colton bird they have also joined along with us so they they're awesome you know the, the whole point of this network is to is to bring content all the time from everybody so you can go check out our website at nerdtalklipspodcast.com um, for all sorts of fun stuff we're putting news up there you can get links to all the shows all that great stuff. Also, you can become a patron on our Patreon page. Now, I know that there's a ton of podcasts out there asking for um, patron, you know, patronage and, and things like that. However, we're asking simply for one dollar, one dollar per month, for as long as you want to do it. That is pennies a day, twelve dollars a year, and you can get a bonus podcast out of this. Something that you can only get if you become a patron. That that's all I will say. You, it'll be exclusive shows that you can get. A private RSS feed to add to your podcatcher, wherever that may be that you wa- watch or listen to podcasts on. You can add it to that, and you will be the only one who get it, who gets it if you're a patron. So remember that. For less than you pay every day for a coffee, you can support our programming to continue being awesome. One dollar a day, that's all we ask for. It's not that much. Anywho, that that's what's going on. So with that, I will say the new thing, the new tag that I that I'm going to say at the beginning of this episode, is that the fandom vibe is a proud member of the Nerd Talk Lips podcast network. You can check out the other shows. Nerd Lips the fandom vibe, and Bridging the Geekdoms. We're going to have some big stuff coming out of this. Crossovers, all sorts of fun stuff. That's going to be awesome. That being said, look forward to another show from Nerd Nerdtocalypse really soon. We're going to do one about Solo, a Star Wars story. We just saw it. Um, we really enjoyed it. Um, there's actually a news article in this episode of Fandom Vibe that I'm going to talk about the uh, Star Wars standalone movies and stuff like that. So definitely be look be looking for um, all that stuff. Second thing, or yeah, second thing. Good Lord, I've been going on and on here. Finally, I should say, as far as for the announcements, the Fandom Vibe is also available on its own RSS feed now. So you can go and subscribe to it as a separate entity from Nerdtocalypse. I'm still going to put it on the Nerdtocalypse feed, at least for, for a little while longer. So if you have listened to it on the show, then definitely, uh, definitely subscribe to it. Okay, so first thing on the docket here, I've got DC Universe news. Matt Reeves, director of the Batman, has officially turned in part one of his script for the Batman, and it will focus on a younger Batman. This may finally confirm that Affleck is leaving. However, if it focuses on his younger days, Affleck could stay on for the present-day movies, which is really interesting. Nobody really seems to know what's going on, but I'm assuming maybe we might find something out at Comic-Con or something like that, so stay tuned for some more news on that. Moving on, Aquaman. Images of the movie have finally surfaced online. Pun intended, I suppose. Um, you can find them at NerdTalkLivesPodcast.com, But they look great, and the trailer will be out at Comic-Con. This has been confirmed by James Wan, so that'll happen at the end of July. So we're really excited to see that. Next thing here, DC Black Label. It seems as though Warner Brothers has decided to split DC films into two divisions. They will continue on with the DCEU films, following the storylines that we have that have been going on, you know, with Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, things like that, Justice League, Flash, and all that good stuff. And then they have also has have an Elseworlds style division that will helm stories that will not be connected uh, to the DCEU, including the Walking Phoenix standalone Joker movie. Uh, the the Joker origin film, which is rumored to be basically a killing joke movie adaptation that will take place in the 80s. This will be an interesting direction for WB to go and will allow them to tell many, many awesome stories that exist within the multiverse of DC Comics. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, I believe that they also got the White Knight storyline and things like that coming out of it as well. Okay, also here, uh, a few weeks ago, Lucifer, the DC Comics TV series, was cancelled unexpectedly, and fans were totally outraged. But Netflix to the rescue, it has been saved and will return for a fourth season. So Netflix is going going to uh, be helming that, which is really, really cool. People were very excited. All right, uh, last thing here. It's a big story. Uh, Justice League storyboard artist weighs in on how close to complete the Zack Snyder cut actually was. It goes on to say... Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League has been has become infamous at this point, which is totally legit. And uh, with each passing day, fans just want to see the mythical cut more and more, and debate about if it's an actual thing. Um. Oh yeah, and the debate about if it's an actual thing has just heated up once more. The conversation kind of kicked off after Mark Hughes said he was. Or he has tried to explain to fans that a completed Snyder cut doesn't exist. And an initial cut was done with incomplete footage and missing pickups, no reshoots, missing VFX, etc., etc. So it's impossible to release the Snyder cut that doesn't exist, but that said, there's an alternative. That prompted a response from Justice League storyboard artist Jay Olivia, who said while there are some things it would need to do before airing, the full story Snyder wanted to tell in that initial version was fully shot. Mark Hughes on Twitter uh, replying to uh, Jay Olivia and Wobbly Boots 85. It says, yeah, I mean, fans are saying it's 99% done because they don't understand all the processes that go into it and that they are misconstruing what folks mean who talk about some of this stuff. J. Olivia responds, I think they're responding to people saying that the Snyder Cut prior to Whedon's involvement does not exist and that is a, and that is not a cohesive story because Zach left. It may not be 100% polished, but but all of the planned scenes were shot and edited into a full timeline. So, quote unquote, Other than incomplete VFX, maybe some reshoots for hookups, everything was shot that that was storyboarded, Olivia wrote. Zack isn't the kind of director who creates a film in the edit bay. It's all planned out meticulously from beginning to end. That's how Man of Steel and Batman v Superman was done. Hughes responded by bringing up sources he has spoken to, uh, since the release that said the cut was still in rough form, needed visual effects, pickups, reshot scenes, and a new scene or two. While Olivia agrees there's still more work to be done, that's not what he meant by 99%. He's quoted saying, What I meant with 99% is that all of the scenes Zach envisioned was shot and exists in one form or another, Olivia said. Of course, there are still VFX that is unfinished, but I never inferred that the film was 99% done, rather that Zack's vision was all shot except for a few reshoots planned." So that's very interesting. The, the, the plot thickens even more, so I, I have no idea. Okay, so I'm going to move right over Marvel and then into Star Wars news. Rumor is that Star Wars actor claims that nine movies are in development nine standalone movies including oh no nine movies including more standalone movies sorry a veteran star wars actor claims that there are at least nine star wars films in development including more yet to be announced solo movies um this is from somebody on twitter here it says tom Kane. tom kane seems to be somewhat in the know but very hesitant to share claims there are at least nine Star Wars films in various stages of development. Some individual character stories yet to be announced, but definitely not Yoda, which is interesting. Tom Kane seems to be somewhat in the know, but very hesitant to share, wrote Star Wars Bookworms podcast host Aaron Goines on Twitter. According to Goines, the longtime Star Wars voice actor claims to be there are nine films in various stages. Okay, we already said that. Uh, Kane has had steady involvement in the Star Wars galaxy since the first since first lending his voice to the Shadows of the Empire video game in 1996. In the years since, Kane has participated in more than 60 Star Wars projects, including multiple recurring roles in the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars television series. So that's pretty cool. And last thing on the docket here is Rick and Morty News. Rick and Morty Season 4 has officially started production as of yesterday, June 16th, 2018. So no telling as to how long that's going to be before it comes out, but soon soon. Sooner rather than later, I presume. But Okay, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Fandom Vibe and I'll be back next week for some more news. So stick around. And remember, you can subscribe to the show um, right off iTunes or any, any particular podcast platform, I believe except for Spotify. Spotify is a little picky about who they take these days. But um, for now, you can get me anywhere else. Toodles.